All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of We Create Music. The guest that we have on the show today is Ashley, an amazing singer, songwriter, and dancer. She absolutely is a triple threat. Thank you. You are welcome. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Absolutely. So if you wouldn't mind starting us off, just tell us about yourself, your musical journey. Well, okay, where to start? (laughs) Um, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, long story short, I was scared to sing for a very long time. Mm. I've always known since like the second grade that I wanted to be a singer, okay. but I would never sing in front of people. I did like, you know, school plays and stuff, mm. but I would always sing upstairs in the attic. My family could hear me, but I would never sing in front of them. Mm. So that went on for like most of my life. Okay. And then, um, let's say by the end of high school, college is when I started dancing. And so I kind of started coming out of my shell with that. Post-grad mm. is when I started singing. And okay. so then I let people know, oh, I, oh, I didn't know you could sing, Ashley. So it took me like 20-something plus years to like be able to get over that fear of like singing in front of people. Mm-hmm. And so like the last seven years, I've been pursuing like my music career and writing my songs and being an artist. So Nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> so how did you break the shell to come out and say, boom, here I am. I am a full-fledged singer. I think for a long time, I always thought like something would happen where somebody would just find me and discover me and find out, Mm -hmm. oh, she sings. But it's like, what? how is that going to happen, actually, if you never, you know, work up the courage to sing in front of people? And so I started doing a lot of karaoke after um, graduating from college. Um, And I think karaoke is what really helped me like sing in front of people and be comfortable. Um, But I went to audition for the X Factor. It was the first like season that we first started the show. Nice. Me and my friends drove to Chicago and I got the call back for the next day and then I didn't make it to the next round. I cried like all the way home in the taxi cab and I said to myself like you're going to post a video like if you don't end up on TV Mm -hmm. because I'm always like someone's going to find me discover me. So Mm -hmm. if you don't end up on TV post a YouTube video and that was like the, the first time I did it I post a couple of snippets of me singing and then people were giving me a lot of love and support and mm. then like from there like my manager reached out and I'd already known him but he was like hey you ever thought about a singing career and I'm like forever so I think it was just like that of like finally like doing auditions and mm. like putting myself out there to sing and then still like nothing coming from it and it was just like you have to go for it and so mm. I had to get out of my own way and just do it. Yeah, a lot of people are in their own way at times. You know, they they know they're talented in certain areas, but it's the fear of whether it's rejection or fear of people laughing at them or whatever it may be, right? And so they kind of, I know that firsthand myself. My was always a mixture of both, like, mm. feeling like I was going to be too good at something and people were going to think, oh, she thinks she's <laughs> Or if I made a mistake... It's, mm-hmm. Especially with singing, like, if I make a mistake, you'll hear if I go flat. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? <laughs> so, But it's like with dancing, it, to me, it's always been different because I feel like I can just keep moving. Nobody knows if you make a mistake dancing-wise. Right. You just keep it moving. But vocally, like, you can hear. You can hear that. But you know what I'm saying? So for me, it's always been like, whether you do really well or you suck, like, somebody's mm-hmm. going to always say something. It's like, you can't win. You just need to do it. Like. <laughs> so how did you get into dancing? Um, dancing that's another thing I... Did in my room. I watched music videos like my whole life <laughs> growing up. That's right. That for me, that was like my school. Um, watching music videos, dancing in my room, and then um, 
after um, high school, once I got to college, I joined um, a hip hop group. Oh, okay. um, it was called Tifu Cultural Ensemble, and pretty much it was like poets, uh, dancers, and artists. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first time I really like got to shine, and I started doing choreography and working with other mm-hmm. people. And then I eventually got my minor in dance. Okay. So th- and that took off, and I was a professional NBA dancer for Milwaukee Bucks mm-hmm. after that. And so dancing, I have more experience on the stage. Like I'm comfortable okay. doing it in front of people. And so now it's like, okay, you got to put them together, Ashley. Singing, dancing, just do it. <laughs> you know, uh, That's right. Lady, I'm telling you, she can sing and dance. I recently had a chance to see her perform live. It was amazing, hands down. You. Amazing. Thank you. It, it absolutely was. So... So let's go back. So how did you become a professional NBA dancer? How did that happen? So after graduation, I started doing like a lot of dance gigs. Mm-hmm. I started teaching and somebody told me to just go ahead and try out because the books were looking for dancers. I never wanted to be like on a dancing because I thought it was corny. <laughs> like, you see, and I'm like, I smile all the time. Right. But when I perform, I'm like, no, you can't be cheesy. So I'm like, let me just go ahead. And I did it. Um, mm-hmm. And it was it was way more than I expected it to be. And mm. so um, I guess I can, what I can say is it's a lot, it was a lot different back home in Milwaukee. It wasn't, I feel like I stood out. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I stood, like compared to like trying to do it here in Atlanta, it's way more dancers. And so Milwaukee is mm. a smaller market, I think, okay. um, for that. And so I think I, my style of dance and my uh, stage presence stood out right away. And so okay. I did it for, um, for one season. And then, like, after that, I ended up moving to Atlanta. But it was the lockout season. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It was a really fun experience. I learned a lot. Yeah, I bet you did. That sounds like it was an amazing experience. It was. So why the move to Atlanta? Music. Music. Step up and step, yeah, yeah. step out on faith and yeah. pursue pursue it and just really go for it. And Because I, I knew I couldn't do everything I wanted to do in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So. so what type of challenges have you faced as a singer-songwriter dancer in Atlanta? Well, I, I guess I can say there's a lot of us there. Mm. Like, like I said, back home, it's like, oh, I'm running the best of what I do. And it's like you get somewhere else and like you're you're in a world full of other people who do exactly what you do. But mm. it's like, OK, what sets you apart? from right. So you really have to like or for me, I had to, like we said, get out of my own way. I would go to like open mics and stuff and I noticed how nervous I would get. I would watch all of these people sing and then I'm like, oh, I have to go after that. Mm. And so I had to like find ways to like navigate through that when I would do open mics or performances. Like maybe you can't sit there and watch somebody because I started to nitpick and compare. And it's yeah. like uh-huh. stop comparing yourself, Ashley, to everybody and really embrace what it is you do. You can mm-hmm. still work on your weaknesses and things that, you know, you mess up on. But you really got to embrace like what your gifts are and like focus on that. Um, and then aside from that, I think just like discipline like for myself like learning who I am and, mm-hmm. and how I work and like I think still for me it's a challenge to want to do this full time but then to also still have to put support yourself with a job and like yes. change like your mindset because mm-hmm. it's like I'm used to somebody you know being in school somebody gives you homework every day you take right. a test you go to a job they tell you the time and it's like mm-hmm. you're an entrepreneur you're starting something you love like 
nobody's giving you, you know nobody's paying like, you for it and then like it's like what do i do where should i start it's like right. you're your own boss but if you're not disciplined you're not gonna ever do nothing so that's my biggest thing is setting goals sticking to them and setting mm. like timelines it's it's really just like me and <laughs> yeah no 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 I, I get i get it like yeah that was one of the questions i was going to ask is in a, a sea of singers songwriters in atlanta because everybody's a singer, yeah. songwriter. Yeah, Uber driver's a singer, songwriter. The person at the, uh, you know, the waitress is a singer, songwriter. The person at the airport is a singer, songwriter. It's like, oh my goodness. So the ability to truly different, differentiate yourself from everyone else has to be, I mean, it has to be locked in, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's something that most people don't kind of grasp onto is how do I truly set myself apart from all these others so that I can be the one that they gets noticed. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's a lot of things that go in that. So I'm glad to hear you say things like setting goals and being disciplined and following up and doing those things that you set out to do, because without that, people can just, Oh yeah, you're, you're good at what you do, but you're not consistent yeah. or you're not disciplined or, um, you know, we need you to kind of do these things, but you're never, you're never available. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I think those types of characteristics is what sets people apart. So I think that's, yeah. that's good. So you moved to Atlanta. So how did you really get in, in, involved in the, the scene here in Atlanta? So what kind of was the, the kickstart for you? Right away, my manager, like he pushed me to do open mics. Like I was performing all the time like mm. when I moved here. So the, I think the first place I was going to consistently was Legend Cafe. Okay. Um, I remember, I think Crush House, EMT, um, they were hosting events like every Friday. So I was mm -hmm. always there and they started to like remember my name. And they were mm -hmm. like, okay. And they would listen to my music. They're like, oh, you sound like the track. Good. So I kept, <laughs> I kept coming and like there were some people like who couldn't sing or you never, you know, and mm -hmm. just you would really be performing in front of other artists. But that was, again, my practice and, like, my training on stage. And um, I eventually, I started doing a couple, like, dance gigs and stuff here and there. Um, and do you remember, like, the Music Factory? Yeah. I was yep. on there. And that's how I met some of my dancers. Oh. <laughs> and so that worked out perfectly. And perfect. I finally started, um, and then, like, doing dance auditions. Mm -hmm. I auditioned for the Hawks um, a couple times. And I started using dancers for my live show. Mm. And like I said, we just were always doing something. Like mm -hmm. we were like booked every other week and just performing. And I think doing that gave me a lot of exposure. Absolutely. So Because they got to see you yeah, all the time. Was, I feel like I started building a name for myself. It was like, oh, you got to mm -hmm. see her perform. And then, yeah. Yeah, I think the first time I saw you perform was at Apache Cafe. Yeah. And it was... <laughs> Mm, two years ago, maybe? When did you move to Atlanta? In 2012. Yeah, so I thought it was two years ago, something like that, when I saw you at Apache Cafe. And you had the two dancers up there, and y'all were just, I mean, killing it. And I think that was the first time I ran into you. And that was the first time I actually met um, met Kevin. Was, okay. Was at Apache Cafe. Yep. And so, wow. So, you know, advice to everybody. That's one of the things I think is is important for people to do is to be visible and you know you can't just i tell people all the time especially like producers you can't just be in your basement or in your room just making beats and never go out and do anything mm -hmm. because nobody's ever going to to see you and right. that was one of the reasons why i ended up moving from st louis to atlanta was the visibility yeah i mean i knew people down here and i will always travel down here for my job 
But because they didn't see me often, it kind of was like, oh, hey, it's good to see you. And then six months later, hey, it's good to see see you. you (laughs) Yeah, I remember you. And I always had to tell people, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but my name is blah. And at the time, my name was Strict Nine. But they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. And I was like, you know, I can't have you just remember it, you know, in a six-month time frame. I need you to know all the time that I'm here to do what needs to be done. So that's a huge word of advice is visibility mm-hmm. and absolutely visibility. So let's talk about your, your, your process when you get into, uh, into songwriting. So how, how does that work for you? Um, I started off, I was just getting beats at the beginning. Like I didn't even know I could write. <laughs> <laughs> so like, um, I would get beats in my way and then I just started writing and it just, it just started flowing and just over time with practice I got good at it mm-hmm. and now I I feel like I'm the most vulnerable writing mm-hmm. now like I can't help but to write about real stuff like I'm not really somebody who likes to just write out you know just random stuff like mm-hmm. I I'm really yeah I feel like I'm really open <laughs> lyrically um and for the most part, I like I've always written by myself, like in my room okay. or something. And but now, like especially joining writing sessions in America, mm-hmm. I've learned like the importance of collaborating. And so right. I feel like a lot of times now, some of the stuff that I've written in the past couple of years, I'll go back and I'll let somebody else hear, and I might mm-hmm. go with somebody else, and then we'll tweak something. So sometimes that works good for me too. Okay. So what are yeah. some of the so in collaborating with others and writing with other people? What are some of the challenges? or even some of the, the great things that come out of collaborating with other songwriters? I think being in control is, <laughs> is the, the hardest yeah. thing because, yeah. again, I'm used to doing everything by mm-hmm. myself. Um, and it's sometimes like you have to at the beginning. So like doing my own choreography, writing my own songs, picking mm-hmm. my own beats, I know exactly how I want everything to go. And so when you start collaborating with anybody in any form, like sometimes it's difficult because it's like you have to compromise, but then at the same yeah. time, it's like, well, I'm the artist and it's like what do you want to say but then it's like do you trust this person enough mm-hmm. to try it and just to see what happens so it's kind of like a give and take thing um and I, I think you have to be open to like the people that you allow to be around you and really listen to them because they're mm-hmm. there for a reason so and then in the end it's always it's a good thing because it's like always better than what you had the first mm-hmm. time and then you'll know like okay we may not need to work with next time that might or, work with you next time because i know how we or you know I, like if they didn't yeah, push mm-hmm. you or make you greater it's like okay this person's cool keep that relationship but what they're bringing to me like it's not it's not becoming greater than what it could be mm. and so then there are other people where it's like oh you made this song way better than what it was and so yeah yeah that's but that's kind of, that can be hard to do though working with other songwriters and you kind of have a vision for the song and then they may have a vision for the song and then really kind of blending both of those together <clears throat> and even try, kind of just putting aside your own ego and pride or whatever mm-hmm. it may be to say, OK, I want to make this song the best song possible, regardless of, you know, if it's 100 percent all my words or 100 percent all your words. But how can we really figure this out to make a, a really great body of work? Right. And, and I think that's 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 a challenge for some people. Mm-hmm. But. Once you get to kind of get into the groove and you build that trust, then I guess it becomes really, really, really easy. But you do identify who you don't want to work with anymore. <laughs> or like, not right now. Right. Or this doesn't make sense. Who you don't want to work with, but those individuals that you've built a solid relationship with and that you can uh, kind of go back to. 
Right? And I think like both parties have to like be open to sharing something about themselves because mm-hmm. if you just start writing with somebody, it's like, what are we talking about? Like we don't know nothing about each other. So right. I find that that helps too. Working mm-hmm. with a producer or a songwriter, like you got to speak up and say what it is that's going on mm-hmm. in your life so that they know we're all on the same page mm-hmm. lyrically or musically. So. So, so how do you approach that when you're working with a producer that you may not know, another songwriter you may not know? How do you kind of get to that point where you can be vulnerable with each other to write those amazing, amazing songs? I've only had a few instances where like I worked closely with a producer, um, but in those times we had to just talk like he, that they would play music for me and then mm-hmm. I would, oh, I, I'm feeling this, I like this. And then kind of just play on the mic and just let stuff come out. And then we, in between time, we had to go back and forth and talk. Okay, mm-hmm. what are you feeling? What does this mean? Why did you say that? Mm-hmm. And then tell the story. And then also doing like boot camps and writing sessions. A lot of times you have new members come in. So sometimes you're in a group and you don't know the person. So right. he, Kevin always encourages us, like, make sure y'all talk before you start writing. So we may mm-hmm. pray, we may all go around and just say something about ourselves, and you'll find, like, something that we all have in common. And then I think that's how, mm-hmm. that that's usually pretty important before you start writing to know something yes. about the Absolutely. person you're writing. Absolutely. It makes it easier mm-hmm. to kind of get to the point, and it makes it faster versus, hey, uh, how are you? Okay, Mm, let's get to it so so share with us your work with with the youth I read something about uh, working with with young girls and helping them build confidence and self-esteem and things like that so so how did that originate where did that start from well one of one campaign I haven't done too much lately but it was called um let's wait and it's about waiting to have sex Mm -hmm. and I know everybody's not gonna wait to have sex until they're married. That's what mm-hmm. I'm doing. But it was basically like just kudos to you. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that like people knew like you could do what you want to do. You can live your mm-hmm. dreams, do what you want to do, be who you are, and still like stay true to like what you mm-hmm. believe in and what you want to do. Not to allow people to peer pressure you. Yeah. Like no matter what age you are, and if you've had sex or you want to start over and you want to wait, whatever it mm-hmm. is, like. Don't let like the outside world affect you doing that. Um, and so I did a couple um, events like where I would go and I would speak to the young kids and then I would perform afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I'm doing now, um, I have a dance class and it's called The Confident Woman. And so I've mm-hmm. done three of those so far. And that was geared towards um, all my classes are 18 and up. Okay. So but it's just supposed to be really like a confident confidence booster for women through mm-hmm. dance. And I find that like a lot of women reach out and they'll see me dance and stuff on Instagram or whatever. And they're like, you need to do a dance class. So I I finally started having like a demand for it. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I need to do this. I'm doing something that people like and that they want. So like through teaching them like a simple routine, I'm also like teaching them about stage presence. And then like some people aren't dancers. Some people come and they just want to work out or they just Mm want to have fun or just come and do support. But they're not, may not be a dancer. And so... Um, I think like doing something you've never done before or trying something new, like yeah. you're, you're taking a whole bunch of stuff with you when you leave the class. And so I also don't want it to be like a, a regular class. So I bring mm-hmm. like goodies at the end. I'll okay. give gift bags out. We'll do icebreakers at the beginning. Um, nice. Yeah, I think they seem to enjoy it. So it's still yeah, fairly good. new. Um, but I, I want to keep playing with the theme of the classes and stuff. And so 
That's right. So if you're in the Atlanta area and you want to build your confidence and self-esteem, this is the one to go to. Absolutely. And also, people have actually been reaching out to me a lot these past couple of years. Mm -hmm. Just like wanting to work one on one, like with the artist. So they just want me to sit and watch oh, them okay. rehearse and like help with stage. Kind of give them tips and stage presence. Yeah. And so I'm learning, like, okay, this could uh, be something. Yeah. Like you said, with people, like, re people like tell you what they want from mm -hmm. you. And so I think you just have to walk in that and then see where it takes you because mm. it'll. Yeah. Yeah. You never know where that may lead. Mm hmm. That's and right. I enjoy it. So good. <laughs> so let's talk about your music. Mm hmm. So where can we. So what's, what have you been working on lately? Let's start there. I'm going to be honest. It's been some years <laughs> since I put out a project. That's what I'm doing now. Okay. So um, all of my music right now is on my website, on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. But um, yeah, I'm I'm getting, I have my catalog, but I, I'm still narrowing down the songs. Mm. I'm doing some editing, letting people listen to it here and there. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, that's it the feels process. like it's taking forever. Yeah, but I was like, I know that because it's been so long. I'm like, it got to be right. But I'm getting antsy too, and I'm just like, okay. Mm. So, okay, so so I want to go back to what you just said. So it got, it has to be right. What yeah. does that mean? Like, I always want to make sure that people see growth, especially people mm. that have been with me from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want like like I said, it's been like maybe five six years. I don't want to put something out. It's like, oh, is this that's what she came with. But like for me, like I feel it and I know that I sound different. I, I sing better and my writing is better. I'm collaborating okay. with people. So I want everything to be better than before. Mm. And I want it to be authentic and mm -hmm. like be real to like who I am and dig a little bit deeper. And I think I think this time around people will notice that I'm a lot more vulnerable and like I'm touching on stuff that I maybe never talked about before mm. and you know, I yeah. think those make the best the best songs. I'm like, excited. Period. I'm excited. That sounds really, really good. So I ain't on a date for you yet, but it's it's coming. But it's coming. But if you go to well, I'm not gonna give her all her she'll share that <laughs> in just a few moments. But absolutely it's it's gonna be I already know it's gonna be a great a great project. Okay. So but just working through that that process, I think that's what makes great music. When the vulnerability comes out. You know, I think of, uh, when I just hear R&B songs, to me, the best album Mary J. Blige ever put out was My Life. Mm -hmm. And that's because she was so vulnerable on that album. I and mean, she talked about her hurt, her pain, her relationships. I mean, it was her faith in God. I mean, it was so mm -hmm. much in that album. When you listen to it from the beginning to the end, you're just like, man, and it's just, I think those, instead of just doing the, okay, I'm just going to make an R&B song about love or, yeah. you know, that anybody can make. But when you make songs that is about your life and it's about where you are in life and you're putting yourself out there and you're allowing people to connect with you, I think that is where the best music comes from. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, and I like, like the 90s R&B and like mm. instead of, like you have a full project and it's, there's. Not necessarily a thing, but there's a message mm -hmm. behind it. Like you said, like my life, she's telling you everything. That's and right. so, and it's like in one piece of like work. And so, and that's, you know, you, you go back and forth about EPs or how many songs, mm -hmm. only this many, yeah. but it's like, I fell in love with like R&B as a child, like in listening to somebody's album all the way through, reading all, all, through. all, the, reading all the credits. Right. And like, I, I felt like I'm, I was like, oh, I know something about this person. I know their life. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're giving me 
you know, all the tools mm-hmm. to learn something about themselves. So. That's right. And the more that fans can connect with the artists, the more that they are being in tune with them, the more that they are willing to buy their, their music mm-hmm. and kind of be that long life fan versus mm-hmm. folks who just put out maybe, I'm going to put out this song just because that's what's popular and that's what people are doing versus kind of thinking about that longevity for themselves. Mm-hmm. So, so what's next for you? Once you put out this project, where do you see yourself wanting to go? I'm speaking it into existence. I Let's want, do it. I want to leave my job. <laughs> I work in retail. I want to leave my job and I want to tour. Like, mm. I really, I feel like, like, I'm like, Ashley, you need to set a deadline, put your project out, and then just watch stuff work. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like nobody said anything to me, but I feel like in my mind, that's what people are waiting on. Like, people, mm. it's like people can see the talent, but it's like, I need a product now and I want something behind me. So if I decide I want to tour, mm-hmm. you know, I want to do something, I'll have my music ready and available right. for people to purchase and to listen to. And mm-hmm. I don't want to keep saying, oh, go back and listen to my song from 2012. <laughs> like, I hate that. And, like, it's a good song, but like, I feel like I have so much more. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I want to, I want to leave my job and I want to tour. I want to do what I love and for more art- opportunities to open up for me. Through not just the music, but then also like my dance class mm-hmm. and getting a bigger following and connecting with people on and off stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is a lot of people's dreams. This guy right here. Eventually, one day we'll we'll leave the corporate world yeah. and fulfill the dreams that we we really want to live. That'd be enough. Like that'd be enough. <laughs> we still, we can pay the bills. Yeah, we can be in charge of our life. We have ultimate freedom, and and it's just so much better without having other people kind of dictate to you what mm-hmm. you need to do, what time you need to be here. And if, if you got a show, well, we need you to stay late because we got, and it's like, mm, I want to be in charge of my own life. Yeah. And I don't want a, a boss to be in charge of my life. I want to be that, to be mm-hmm. that person. So what advice would you have for someone coming into this music industry? Uh, surround yourself with, people who really care mm. about you and people that like you can learn from and i i feel like we all have some intuition like so you'll know and you'll you know learn through trial and error but really make sure you're around people who want the best for you and like it shows and mm. then um and they're guiding you and you're helping you what else it's okay to make mistakes but like stand in it, like own up to mm, it. Like mm-hmm. if, if you make a mistake and something that like you don't have to hide it. I think a long time I thought I had to like be perfect. People don't want to see that. So like if you make mistakes, learn from it and then mm-hmm. move on. Like you didn't fail. You learned something from it. So now you can be stronger. And let me see one more thing. Hmm. I guess like don't be afraid to be you. Oh my goodness. Like so don't That's the biggest one. Like don't stand in your own way. Don't let fear or anybody else like get you off track. Like it, and it's a process. It's not gonna mm-hmm. come right away, but put like I listen to a lot of like motivational stuff and positive stuff in the morning. So like trying to weed out all the negativity and just mm-hmm. stay stay positive and and work on like like self-help and positive thinking because like, we I, I for me i can talk all day about it but i can get my own way just thinking negative thoughts oh, yeah. and so put the right stuff in you and your spirit and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah you you have to you have to put yourself in a, a position where you are 
thinking positively. I mean, there's so much negativity around. There's so much judgment. There's so criticism. Fear. I mean, there's so many things mm-hmm. around, and a person can drown themselves in, you know, all of those different things. You know, comparing themselves to the next person, mm-hmm. considering, you know, am I really the, the most talented person mm-hmm. to do this? Um, you know, does anybody really care that I I'm just an artist and you know, kind of like you said, surround yourself with people who really care about you and care about your career and where you want to go because there are a lot of vultures. Yeah, absolutely. And they just like, oh, right. yo, you're, you're talented? Cool. Mm-hmm. Let me figure out a way to make some money off of you. Mm-hmm. And, to the, and not everybody really cares about. But when you find those people that are genuine, that really care, then those are the people you want to stay around with for a very, very very long time and nurture those relationships don't mm-hmm. always be take 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 but really appreciate them and Absolutely. give and support them as well mm-hmm. you have to i mean you have to because it is it's a relationship between mm-hmm. you both you know not only are you concerned they concerned with your career you know but they you should be also concerned about the things that they have going yeah. on in ways that you can help support them also so where can people find you ashley.com is my website a-S-H-L-E-Y-Y-Y.com. <laughs> and all of my social media is one word, Ashley Music. All right. Okay, so let's go back. Okay, so why the three Ys? Oh, so <laughs> um, I originally started off with a girl group. It was three of us, and all mm. of our names are Ashley. So I said, let's, uh, our name should just be Ashley. Um, we'll spell it with three Ys. And three Ys with, um, would mean triple threat mm. but it also meant like not only that if there's three of us but we all have different talents like we all are good at so many different things mm-hmm. and so that we the group split like six months later i'm like i'm gonna keep my name because i'm still a triple threat right praise Absolutely. the lord <laughs> notice is on the shirt triple threat that's right well ashley it has been great to have you on the show today Greatly appreciate it. Got to have you back once again, especially when the project drops. Yes. And then we can talk about the project and the process and how all that went. But it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank thank you very, very much. And ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We're out.